Happy Wednesday and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Hitchcock Minute, a show where each week uh, groups of Movies by Minutes hosts uh, get together and talk about probably one of the greatest, uh, probably the most exciting uh, Alfred Hitchcock movie ever made, the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock directed feature North by Northwest. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com, the Airport Minute and the Rocketeer Minute. And I'm Hal Bryan of the Rocketeer Minute, and uh, better known as the Airplane Nerd uh, from the Experimental Aircraft Association here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And so, Jim, we've been uh, we've been looking forward to this uh, this part of this movie uh, all along, of course, and uh, such an I- iconic scene. It's uh, when you think Hitchcock, this is. This and the shower scene in Psycho, I think, are the two movie scenes that people think of. That, of course, is the great biplane terrorizing Cary Grant. And what uh, what better person to talk to uh, than the man who actually currently owns and flies the very same airplane, the exact airframe we see on screen, uh, Michael Weatherspoon. Michael, welcome, and uh, thanks so much for taking the time to join us on the show. Well, thank you guys very much for contacting me. It's been a a real weight, and I've been really looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I guess we should apologize for that because it's like as soon as we figured out that that airplane was still on the registry, and that I, I was able to find some contact information for you, it's like contact you right away. Hey, Michael, <laughs> we want to do this. You want to do this? That'd be great. Okay, now hurry up and wait for like four months. But otherwise, we're super excited. <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's sometimes how these things go, and scheduling and sure. life gets in the way, and all that. Uh, but uh, anyway, this is uh, this is exciting stuff. Yeah, it's a it's amazing. And Michael, we have to get the uh, the basics out of the way. How how did you come across? I mean, we'll, we'll work from the beginning. But how did you come across? What was your first contact with this beautiful N three N? Back in two thousand and two, I won Oshkosh with my little one fifty, and I was standing contemporary and parked two fo- rows behind me in front of the theater in the woods was the N three N, and I went over talked to the owner at the time and uh, looked at the plane and I said I'd love to have a plane like that. He says, it's yours. Give me some money. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, yeah wow. exactly. Well, it, it, it Everything was, has a price. It was years of discussion, and then it sort of dwindled away. And then I saw it for sale on Controller by uh, Rick Bodie, I think, was the sales guy. And we started talking, and uh, back in 2012, I was headed to Oshkosh, and I decided to drive to Kenosha and have a look at it. My wife went with me, and she looked at me kind of, hmm. And uh, <laughs> I already had two other planes in the hangar, right? And uh, so a fellow called Pete was there, and he said, you want me to take you for a flight? And I said, oh, sure. <laughs> uh, so from that point on, it was just negotiation day after day after day after day after day, after day, after day until September. Oh, so wow. you can imagine from Oshkosh to September. Before sure, so late July said, all the way to September. Absolutely. And, uh, that's a long time to wait for Christmas morning, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, There was a lot, sorry, to bring it into Canada, there was a lot of work. So it it took a lot to figure it out. Now, one thing we always have to point out is, uh, um, you just sort of get this, uh, get this out of the way up front. You know, the airplane is a Naval Aircraft Factory N3N and it, uh, it's not a Stearman. It, no, they certainly, uh, you know, from, from uh, a mile away, uh, and certainly to the layperson, you know, you're in the right neighborhood if you guessed Stearman, right. a big radial engine biplane yeah. from the, uh, you know, the mid '30s used for training and things like that. But a but a wholly different airplane, actually considerably bigger airplane, isn't that right? It is heavier, um, and this particular one, uh, it was in the Navy for 25 months, 
um, in Pensacola, and then it was up in the shipyards in Kenosha area around Chicago. And then it got sold off to a few people, and finally uh, Bill Young bought, bought it out in California and uh, took the engine off it and put a R985 on it. So it's got a big 450-horse uh, radial engine on it oh. uh, versus the little seven-cylinder 200 uh, um, right engine that was on it. And uh, then they that's really funny. I had the actual documents for each of the transfers. I mean, the little piece of yellow paper that's actually got all the different uh, transfers on the ownership on the thing. And uh, it's quite quite a quite, quite a thing. When people come to look at it, they also spend time looking at paperwork, uh, down to the official paintings and coloring that's on the aircraft that uh, makes it what it is. Oh, isn't that cool? And I, I know uh, over the past couple of months, you've shared some of the uh, some photographs of some of that oh, paper yeah, trail yeah. and things with us, and it's just fantastic. It's you know, for for me, it was somebody who spends a lot of time at least dabbling in aviation history in particular. That's oh, yeah. that's when I get really excited to just really dive in and find out what is the story of this individual airframe. Now, I haven't flown it in the last year and a half because I had lumbar fusion surgery done. So I'm getting ready to get back in at the spring as soon as it opens up. But two years ago, I had a funny thing. A bunch of people showed up here with some young girls, 21 or 22, dressed in some period type costumes that wanted to have pictures taken with the plane in flight so i have pictures of girls running down the taxiway with oh, me coming wow. in with me coming in and, and <laughs> picking a wing up and so the girls are the foreground as i'm flying past <laughs> seriously about 500 of these pictures <laughs> so oh no kidding the, these people left i kind of went wow that was strange <laughs> <laughs> well if you've got uh, if you've got one of those you might uh, share with us that'd be a fun oh, thing to sure. add to the, Abs- the post when Ab- this one goes up huh jim absolutely definitely, definitely the most unusual fod i've ever heard of yeah. <laughs> right yes exactly and <clears throat> and let's face it as handsome as carrie grant is uh, yep. You know, a, a, an early 20s uh, girl probably wins every time. I'll tell you, the nose art is something else, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, so Michael, you had, uh, when you got the airplane, you had the Cessna 150 and, uh, and a Navion already. Yep. So, um, yep. uh, the 150 being uh, one of the most ubiquitous and popular uh, sort of trainers of the of say the this from the '60s to today, yeah. and the Navion uh, being a post World War II four place uh, North American airplane, sort of meant uh, meant to be the the sort of the, the station wagon for the P fifty one Mustang pilot coming well, back well, for the war. Well, mine um, actually mine was actually used as a, a trainer uh, on an aircraft carrier. Oh, it was. So it was. Is, does that make it an L seventeen or you know what? uh, whatever the Navy it, designation it, it, was? The, the Navy designation. They still they still call it a Navion, but uh, the Army called it the L seventeen. Right. But uh, this old beast here is, is I'm looking at it, it's, got, it's actually made up of four planes, it's been through a lot, but, uh, wow. uh, yeah. so, but it's, it's a great plane. So the, uh, you know, with, with those airplanes that you had, um, you know, obviously those are uh, very different types already, uh, but they're both nose wheel airplanes. And That's the correct. N3N is is a, a tail dragger. It is a big, heavy tail dragger. Uh, yours with the 450 horse engine uh, is a, a big, heavy, powerful tail dragger. Um, did you have uh, did you have tail wheel time prior to this, or, or what? How did you transition? How did you get checked out in the in the uh, N3N? First of all, in Canada, we don't have a tail wheel uh, endorsement. Oh right. So I actually didn't have to do a tail wheel training on it. And the problem I had is I also didn't have anyone around up here that uh, 
was capable of taking me out and saying, here's how it works. And uh, so I flew it uh, once with the fellows down in Kenosha. And then we spent a lot of time reading books and looking at it. And I sat out here on the runway and said, well, it's the only tailwheel aircraft I've ever flown. Really? Really. And when you sit in it, you fly from the back seat, you don't see the runway sure. at all. And uh, I'd never pushed the power in on 450 horse before. And it's fun. I have the first flights are actually <laughs> online. It's off the ground in about 225 feet. And um, it was just was a lot because I'd never flown a constant speed prop before. Uh, there was a lot of things to figure out. You know, there's <laughs> no disrespect whatsoever, Michael, but I, I feel like maybe there's a little bit of a don't try this at home message well, we ought to add to well, this. No, you know what's funny about it? It's, it's, it's also incredibly, it's heavy, it's very docile, it's, uh, um, it, it's nothing is abrupt about it. It's not like the Navion, which is pretty twitchy. The N3N is a big swing around the sky, really nice. So when you're coming down on final, you can do all these nice S turns and look at it and say, nope, we're going to go around again. And then eventually just get comfortable with the sink rate. And uh, quite frankly, it's a doll to, to land it. Uh, you, you can't see the runway when you turn final. Right. You just sort of look straight ahead and you'll see the tops of the trees as the wings drop below them. And then you just bring the power back. It won't fly once you get the power back. And it eventually just settles down nicely on the ground. Now, do you usually uh, three-point? Do you ever wheel land, or do you have a specific preference? Yeah, on the on the grass, the the tail wheel is a fantastic boat anchor. You can <laughs> you can stop the plane at a couple hundred feet. You, you just as you're pulling back in the stick, it just holds that tail wheel down, and that's it. It stops. Uh, whereas on the asphalt, it's it's detrimental to hold it down. You really want to leave it up because uh, then you do get a chance to look down the runway, and now that landing. On the asphalt, um, you land a fair bit faster. I probably bring it in about 80 and set it down. So it's really still flying on the ground. So it's actually quite a simple maneuver. You actually fly it down right to the pavement. And as it touches, it's just a little bit of stick forward. Just because the wheels are stopped, you don't need to do too much forward because the brakes will, the, I mean, the tire's being stopped, it'll pull the nose forward a bit. And uh, then it's just a matter of playing with the rudders and getting them straight and then bring the power off. Keep pushing the stick forward until it falls down by itself. Right, so, so it's, and it's quite uh, my wife loves to fly in it uh, she flies she's a pilot she flies the 150 she'll fly the n when it's in the air and be quite happy with it so it's uh, now you, you said it's the only tailwheel airplane you've flown so you, you haven't flown a Stearman for example to make any comparison nope nope so and I've, I've never I've, gotten a steerman checkout but i've never flown an n3n so you know really curious the um prior to the the steerman i had a fair amount of uh, tiger moth time in fact a canadian okay. tiger moth as it happens okay and going from the the moth to the steerman is um you know that's a bit like uh i don't know like you're flying the the moth feels like you're playing sort of violin in a string quartet and the steerman <laughs> feels more like you're you know, the lead saxophone in a jazz band or something like that. It's just a bit brassier and heavier and everything else. But, um, but I, I've always been curious to sort of compare compare back and forth. The Stearman certainly is, uh, you know, very very solid, um, yeah. and you know, it's not it's not necessarily heavy, but it's heavier than uh, it's heavier than a lot of other smaller smaller biplanes. So I would imagine the N3N is is 
has somewhat of a similar feeling, but you sure make it sound like it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a pussycat. It's, it's pretty close to 2,500 pounds sitting on the ramp. Wow. Uh, so it's a bit heavier than the stairman, but right. also that big DW30 prop on it, when you pull it back, you stop it in the air. You, you take it from, <laughs> you, you, the prop will bring it to a stop. And as you're in, in downwind and you're really taking a look behind you at the, where the middle of the runway is going to be, and you pull the prop back and uh, the plane just stops and turns around and just settle out in a nice cruise to the ground. It's, it's, you're, what, I'm, what I'm told is I make it look simple, but I really like flying it. It's, uh, and, and I have a, a, a strip of grass. This is a 6,000-foot runway in front of me I'm looking at. But there's a strip of grass between two taxiways. It's about 1,400 feet long in front of me and about 70 feet wide. And that's referred to lovingly here as Michael's Michael's runway. <laughs> so, when I because we, we work on a we have a remote radio frequency here, so we're dealing with Timmins, which is about a hundred miles away, to do the mandatory fre- frequency. Um, and they know when I'm up with the N3N that uh, I'm landing, um, you know, three six in the grass. And everybody knows where that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I. I have to ask a, a movie-related question here. You, you've been watching that that particular moment that we're in here is the uh, the the iconic scene with uh, oh, yeah. uh, Cary Grant diving to the ground as yep. uh, as your plane goes flying overhead and does uh, to me what looks like a very uh, carefully practiced acrobatic uh, uh, wing over uh, as he he heads for the ground and then and then comes back to uh, to attack again. Um, it, it he the the first part of that minute. He looks a little sloppy. His wings are kind of wobbly a bit, and uh, he's heading for the ground. Uh, and then he just executes a very nice uh, wing over. Uh, is that a difficult maneuver in that plane? Not with that engine that's on it. Yeah. Because, again, that engine's got so much P factor. You'll notice the tail has quite a, quite a sway to it when he's going off. It's, it's actually, as he's accelerating, the P factor was pulling it to the right, and the tail was sliding out to the, sorry, pulling it to the left, and the tail was sliding out to the right. And then as he backed off on the power to pull the nose up to make the wing come over, the prop helps it. It just pulls it right around. It's uh, it's actually that particular maneuver. Of course I do that maneuver. People love to see it when you yeah, do it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've got, what this airplane's meant for. There's so many pictures of, of my plane, not only in that movie, but doing that same maneuver <laughs> right here in front of the hangar over uh, people over people standing mm. on my ramp on my ramp to the north by northwest. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Yeah, the line forms to the left. Uh, we show we, up in your gray suit and get ready to hit the dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we refer to it as a low and over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, uh, I've done a fair amount of flying in in Canada. In fact, for, I, I periodically mm-hmm. maintain a uh, Transport Canada uh, foreign license certificate. Perfect. Yep. And uh, and that was uh, that was always an interesting thing to me. Not to go too far into the into the pilot weeds here, but um, you know what what we might call just a low pass or a low approach is a, is a low and over, and that's a wonderful mm-hmm. expression. And yep. and boy, the first time I got on the radio and uh, and said that I was entering the the pattern, as we say in yep. the U.S., and not the circuit, right. all right. of a sudden I get like ten guys saying, "Oh, there's an American here," you know, it's like, "Oh, Yankee, <laughs> go back where you came from," and everybody, you know, they're kidding, but uh, but you learn the little nuances of uh, aviation language pretty quickly. I, I, yeah. I'm at circuit height, not pattern altitude, all those little things. Exactly. That the interesting thing is here because uh, a lot of the jets are coming in here from the U.S. And you get a number of the little scenes that I'm up flying, and they'll call straight in from 25 miles back. I can't even see them, but they'll be here in two minutes. And I'm going a lot slower than that. And uh, so they'll ask me to extend downwind. 
Then as they're going past me, they get a look. And I've seen a lot of them turn around, just do a loop around and come back and take a look at the plane. Right. <laughs> I've landed on the grass and I've had, uh, you know, citation jets land beside me. Oh, and, that's great. Uh, just, just to see the plane. It's kind of neat. Well, there's just um, something about a, uh, about an old airplane and a biplane on the grass is oh, yeah. is one of those perfect things. That's their natural habitat. It's it's fun because I think the thing when it starts up it gets attention because it's a bygone era. The plane has a sound uh, four miles away. You can hear it when I take off. Right. And the reviews start start to show up here at the airport and uh, because I'm I, I have a tendency to take people flying. You know? <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people just look and say. Oh, <laughs> okay. I have a tendency to take people flying. That's interesting. Yeah. And I well, have uh, I have a big N3N shaped hole in my logbook, Michael. I <laughs> it feels like you know we're kind of talking in circles, but I feel like something yeah. might come. <laughs> I I had a trade off. There's a has a Citation jet, and I got uh, 47 minutes flying a Citation. Oh. And and I took of course I took the guy up in the N3N, so it was sort of a trade off. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh-huh. And, and and Hal is so close to Canada right now. I know that. He's, really? That's right, right here in, in Wisconsin. He's got the keys on the keys on the desk. Ready? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to bring it down to Oshkosh this year, but I don't. I don't think I'll be in shape enough to do that. I'll probably run the Navy on down. Oh, great! Uh, oh, we'll be glad yeah. to glad to have you regardless. Yeah. Um, I, I was just looking, keeping an eye on time, Jim. But I I, I do want to uh, ask you, Michael, if you would sort of uh, in broad strokes kind of step us through the ownership history or what you know of it. So you know the airplane started in the Navy and what we have from there. Actually, or if we could, if we why don't we pick this up for, for tomorrow? Want to say that for tomorrow? That's, okay, we if can that's do that. all right. Yeah, let's let's do that. So uh, anyway, for for folks who want to hear more more on this beautiful N three N, come back tomorrow. We're going to be talking about it. Uh, of course, you can reach us always on social media. Go to uh, the man on Washington's nose on. Uh, Facebook and uh, on Hitchcock Minute at Twitter, wherever your Twitter availability is. Uh, you can pick us up. All these previous episodes are available online at HitchcockMinute.com and iTunes, Google Play, or wherever fine uh, podcasts are handed out. Uh, so join us here tomorrow on the Hitchcock Minute, and we'll see you then. <laughs>